Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's big Disney Plus news. We're going to be talking about Disney Plus Day, Pinocchio, plus we've got loads of reviews and stuff that we're going to be talking about. So let's jump into it. So first off, big news really is um, Disney Plus Day has been announced. So we now know that it's going to be coming. It's going to be coming on the 8th of September, so it's on a Thursday, the day before D23 Expo starts in Los Angeles, California, where it's traditionally where they do, um, at the last one, they did like a big Disney Plus presentation, a big um, studios presentation with all the movies and stuff. And so there's a couple of things I want to bring up because there's a lot of excitement around the idea that go like, okay, Disney Plus Day is on Thursday. We're going to get all these announcements. And people are going, hey, we're going to get Deadpool and we're going to get Daredevil. And we're going to, I'm like, uh, guys, you, 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 um, in the actual press announcement, it says that Disney Plus Day is an annual celebration of Disney Plus global community that debuted in 2021 and features content premieres from streaming services, marquee brands, special experiences, and offers for subscribers and, and fans and more. This year, Disney Plus Day returns on Thursday, September the 8th, leading into the D23 Expo, the ultimate Disney fan event. Nowhere in that announcement does it state sneak peeks, previews, announcements. Uh, and, I, I, and I feel like I keep having to say this a lot because everyone's kind of jumping off with the idea that that is a day of a big Disney Plus presentation. There's going to be stuff happening on social media. There'll be a live stream. At the minute, from the press release that they've sent us, it is just about new content arriving special offers and things like that so there could be some little announcements i wouldn't be at all surprised if there were some basically all the announcements that are too small to be made on the big stage i think there could be some stuff like that um at last year's disney plus day like all the theme parks all went blue for the day they all lit up the, the uh, disney cruise lines did some stuff you know they did all kinds of little celebrations and stuff and things they did some pop-up events in like nashville and in paris and copenhagen and in Los Angeles and New York and stuff. So they're going to do things like that. There's probably going to be a special offer to get people to sign up for Disney Plus, a bundle offer or some kind of cheap deal and things like that. So there's going to be a big day. But the fact that they've now moved it before D23, the reason I'm saying this is D23 is an event where people have paid hundreds of dollars to go in, first off. They're going to have big audiences, big stages full of paid guests that have paid to be there for these announcements. Um, including us too. So let's just be this. We'll be straight with that one there. Um, this is where they announce all their big things. Um, now, whether or not they do a big Disney Plus presentation like they did in the past, we don't. We don't know how their presentations are going to roll out. But I do just want to make people aware: their announcement of, of Disney Plus Day does not, at the minute, look like it's. It's more of a lead-in. I suspect it's going to be like Star Wars Celebration, where we're going to be getting different announcements over that weekend. For Disney Plus, and there might be, there, I wouldn't be at all surprised if there was some, but I'm not expecting the big announcements to come on Disney Plus Day this year. Yeah, uh, just one point of clarification because it uh, it sounded like you said that we were going to do a presentation that oh, yeah. we were being paid to do there. Yeah. We are not being paid to be there, and we are not we're paying to go. <laughs> yeah, we paid. I or I paid at least. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we're getting paid and keeping the money under the table. <laughs> I uh, wish. Just to be clear, we we are not part of the presentation team. We are fans. We will be there. We will definitely yes. be there. But we are not. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be on stage doing anything. No. Well, this clear. is the thing. Is I mean, like I said, we we've brought our tickets to go. Um, you know, I've you know we've I've booked up to go out there. Luckily, I did book to go a day early. So I you know so we you know we were going to um 
go to go to Disneyland, so we'll probably see it all nicely lit up in blue lights and stuff. Um, so yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how all of this works out. But the thing is, I always feel like with these kind of things, is people like to hark back to what it was and what's happened before. We're definitely not going to get an Investors Day kind of presentation. Um, the way that Disney Plus Day worked last year, it's like, you know, with the social media things. Just put that on. Like, there will be some announcements over that weekend. There's going to be loads of announcements of new shows and movies and stuff. But I can't see what they wouldn't put on a presentation on a day when they've got an empty room. When the next day they've got, um, you know, they've got to fill that. It's just like, no, this is now just incorporating it into like a long weekend for Disney Plus news and stuff. Um so it's going to be interesting to see how all this worked. It was just, there's the amount of places I saw that, like, didn't really read that press release and were just running off of what we had last year as an example. It's like, well, last year's wasn't that good. I mean, let's be honest. There was a lot of problems with last year's Disney Plus Day. They have already announced that Pinocchio is going to be coming out on that day as well, along with other new content. So we saw the first trailer and stuff. Um, I suspect we're going to get some other things, maybe something like um, Zootopia Plus, maybe also like Tales of the Jedi. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we got um, maybe Marvel What If or um, something else along those lines. Um, we're going to get some more content, definitely. But it, it's just it's just a really kind of weird thing. Like, yeah, they've got three days of people to, to fill. That early day, to me, is more about just building excitement for it to come, if that makes sense. So I suspect Disney Plus Day, they will release a couple of things, but it'll be like teasers. It'll be, um, I don't know, the, the logo for Tales of the Jedi and maybe a little bit of music from it. And then more details coming at the D Plus panel at D23 or something along those lines. And like you said, there might be some small announcements, things that don't really make sense for them to get up on stage and go, all right, we've got a new season of um, Brain Drain coming in and Everyone else will be like, okay, move, move on to the next thing. We don't. We, we want to know about the Marvel shows. We want to know about uh, the, the Star Wars shows and the top tier shows that are coming out. You don't really need to announce the little tiny things that are going to be forgotten the week after they come out. Yeah, I mean, I could easily see them like, you know, here's a poster, here's a sneak peek, here is a release date for a show we've already announced, or here's a, a clip of Hocus Pocus, which is coming out in a couple of weeks after the event. I think they will do some online stuff, but I'm not expecting um, the, the major announcements to come that day. Um, it's mainly about just getting people revved up for it, it's in some ways a shame they've moved away from November. And um, because that, you know, because but also that thing of like having a day. And I know like people have been like, oh, they've only dropped it's like, yeah, but that date only really is equivalent for like five countries. There's now like a hundred and something countries that that date has no connection with in the slightest. Um, literally, it's like America, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand are the only countries that had it on that day because even the Netherlands have had it before that. So it's like the rest of the world doesn't have that connection with that being an, an associated date for Disney Plus Day. So, and see why they've moved it. It was definitely, I'll be honest, when I first saw the announcement, I was like, oh, I don't need to brought my Disneyland ticket like the day before <laughs> that day. Oh my God. I messaged you and it was just like, um, I might, I'm going to have to wait and see what happens because it's like, if they have a big presentation, I'm going to have to go back to the, um, and sort out like stuff. It was like, they're like, uh, that was supposed to be my clear day to go. <laughs> just like, no, just being that, purely selfish. It's just, just like, well, what about me? <laughs> that was actually my first impression too. It was like, I just bought my 
tickets and now I'm going to lose a day to this. <laughs> we're going to have we're going to have to do a special podcast episode right there in like the hotel and like, uh, uh yeah and then then the actual release came out and you read it and like oh okay this is actually not much of anything at all so yeah I mean I'm obviously we'll obviously be covering it and I'm really I am really hoping that there's a lot of special experiences to do because I'll be definitely up for kind of checking them all out I mean I literally like I said like I brought some new lights I brought some battery packs and stuff to go to D I brought all this stuff to go to D23 this week and I was like yeah we you know this is the start of it so I'm looking forward to seeing what Disney Plus Day brings I say my expectations are much more in line of like looking at what they're saying of special offers, special events. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised, you know, maybe they do it like a live stream from like Disneyland itself um, and do like a, a live show of the, of the, of the, one of the fireworks show or something along those lines and do something special or a dancing with the stars thing in the middle of Main Street or something like that. I could easily see them doing something a bit like that to get that show launched. But yeah, so. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is, but I like I said, I'm putting it on a different level, more like National Streaming Day than than like the Investors Day. I think that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I think the the thing to keep in mind, of course, is like when Disney Plus Day was originally a thing, you know, the there weren't that many shows. The, there weren't that many shows coming up either. You know, we were in kind of the yeah. dry spot, uh, one of the dry spots, and they needed a specific event to hype you up. This is when you're going to find out about the major items and why you should keep your Disney Plus subscription. That yeah. Ultimately, that's the real reason for a lot of them is keep your Disney Plus, keep your Disney Plus, etc. Yeah. Um, and now they don't have to do that quite as much. The lineup is pretty packed. You look forward to the rest of this year. You've got like Miss Marvel. You've got the other shows well, coming and so on. In 2023, we're already getting hints of what is going to be in that lineup. Well, we're already at this point now. I was doing up some early schedules, and you know, we know now that She Hope's coming on the seventeenth of August, so that'll be running then for no, at least probably nine weeks. Then we know we're getting Andor the following week on the thirty-first, and that's a twelve episode, so it's at least eleven weeks of content that will run through to mid-November. Getting Willow at the end of November, so which will see us right through into early January. Disney also revealed on Disney Plus app yesterday that um, Bad Batch Season 2 will be coming on the 28th of September. Um, so I expect we'll see some stuff at D23, maybe even on Disney Plus Day about that one. Um, the official date has been removed from Disney Plus, but I think that was because it wasn't supposed to go up yet. Um, 16 episodes. So let's say they do a double episode um, premiere. That'll see us right through then until January as well. And uh, literally, like... I think the end of September, we're looking at we're getting She-Hulk and or and um, what was it uh, the Bad Batch all on the same day. Plus, in addition to other content, you know, we'll be getting like a whole host of other stuff. So we're really starting to get in that thing now. They're not relying on one show; they can they're starting to layer up on top of each other, which I still think they should spread out a little bit. But we're at that point already where they're starting to make announcements for stuff that's coming because they know they've got their lineup sorted. And we know we've got what we've got coming next year now, you know, and things are really starting to rev up. And it's not just that they know what's coming. It's that we know what's coming, too, because I don't, I don't know how much people remember. But back in like that first year, we're just kind of sitting there going, uh, Mandalorian season two. When when is that coming? Because you, you, there, there's nothing between now and whenever that's coming out kind of deal. Yeah. There, there were no Marvel shows. There were no major must watch shows everything was just some ambiguous point in the future yeah and disney really needed that no no it's coming it's coming it you, you just need to wait a little bit longer and yeah. now it's like 
okay, you've got Miss Marvel. And then after Miss Marvel, you have these to look forward to. And after these, you have these to look forward to. So they don't need that truly 100% dedicated day to it. Now, I'm glad they're still doing it. I, I think that it's nice to have a day where you can, can do the announcements or get people prepped for the announcements. But its purpose is no longer what it was. No. I mean, I personally still feel like Miss Marvel, which is coming out in a few days, would have been better set had it been moved later in this month away from Kenobi. And that would have seen us through July getting in then to August for these new shows coming in. Because um, I'm a bit like, well, what's going to happen? Like, we're going to have a few weeks where we've not got anything coming in in the same line. But um, yes, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this works in place. But yeah, the summer, I suspect we're going to have like a summer thing announcement coming up with some new stuff um, in the coming weeks ahead. And that doesn't even include all the star and the Hulu stuff that um, kind of comes in on the side for us internationally. But yeah, so that looks pretty good. What did you think of that Pinocchio trailer? Um, it was fine. I mean, it's, a, it, it's not even a trailer, it's a teaser. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I My only concern with Pinocchio at this point, other than you know the typical live action remake, yada, yada, um, is that given that they have... Um, Tom Hanks as Geppetto in this. I'm wondering if they're going to have a much bigger focus on Geppetto in this than the original movie did or most of the tellings of the story had. Uh, but that that's not teaser specific. Honestly, it was just narrative. Blueberry shows up. Done. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I think also because Pinocchio, I mean, Pinocchio is such a classic, but also, I mean, it's not like they've really touched it a lot since the 40s. You know, they, there's not been a series. There's not, you know, we've not really seen. There's not been Pinocchio two, you know, or anything. Yeah, like that. I was trying to, I was trying to remember if it got a sequel during those dark ages of the early two yeah. thousands when they were sequeling yeah. everything. Yeah, I don't think it did. So it's, it's not, it's that kind of thing. Of, well, okay, guys, you've, you've waited nearly eighty years, so you know it, it might be time to give it a go. We'll, we'll give it, give it a blast. But that should be that will obviously drop on Disney Plus Day. Um, how quickly we see it. It will be depend on the Wi-Fi. Um, also, it was announced this week that uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is officially coming to Disney Plus on June the 22nd. So literally, so I think like 45, 47 days from when it originally got released. And we kind of knew this date because it kind of had been leaking, but it kept, you know, it's like, but we've officially had it confirmed. Um, big, big release for June. I'm looking forward to watching it again. I think the speed of it coming in definitely um, showing that like shift over to the idea that you know they want to get it onto streaming and to digital as fast as possible. Essentially, because especially with Marvel movies, the front weekend or two is when everyone goes, and then it just starts going. I think they did try and hold off for that Memorial weekend to try and get that last boost, but they got by the time this one comes out. I mean, Four Love and Thunder is literally like two weeks away. Um, and then you've got all the other movies coming in, like Jurassic World, Elvis, all these other movies. So people aren't going to be going to see Doctor Strange. Yeah, and I mean, traditionally, the Marvel movies, uh, well, most movies, honestly, have that first three-week window when they make the majority of the money and the rest of the kind of trails off unless it gets really good word of mouth. Um, and I think that's even more accentuated because, you know, still COVID protocol that's still on people's mind and getting into a packed theater isn't necessarily the thing that everyone wants to do. Uh, but I think like even with Top Gun coming out last week and doing absolutely amazing at the box office at 236 million or something like it that. Did, uh, yeah, no, that I might be the gross, yeah. 
that might be the gross between launch and now rather than the launch. Yeah, I think it's about 100 and it was it was the best opening for Tom Cruise has ever had. Right. And and now the movie is like top grossing for Tom Cruise. Anyway, this yeah. is not top down top. Yeah. And don't worry, you're now in now the rest of the Hollywood is going to be looking for every single 80s classic that oh. they can um to redo and they'll all flop because they won't have the the because they, Top Gun had. Because they won't understand why Top Gun was actually successful. But uh the point being yeah, the, the, you don't need the movie to stay in the theater over and over and over every week, every week, every week, because we are going to start getting more and more blockbusters coming on. You can already see the release schedule, as you said, uh, where these blockbusters are coming in like they used to pre-COVID. Every other week will be a new blockbuster coming out and people will go to see them. Uh, I think they will still be lower numbers than pre-COVID in a lot of cases, but you can see people kind of getting back up into accepting, oh, next week is Jurassic World, next week is Thor, et cetera, et cetera. And people are ready to go back. That's what Top Gun showed. That's what Spider-Man showed. Um, they're not going to go back for something like Fire Island, which we'll talk about in, yeah. in, in a minute, but these big blockbuster movies, they will go for. And like I'm predicting that Fall Love and Thunder will probably be a Disney Plus Day release on September the eighth because I'm looking at 48 days from when the movie comes out. It's it's Sunday the 21st of August, so we're literally within like two weeks. Um, it could it could and they're gonna have She Hulk out then and and or I think I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's when that one drops a little bit later than the 45 days, um, because you're looking then for the wednesday drop what what's about the 24th of august so it's maybe between she hulk and and or it could do but i i couldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past a, a disney plus day for for love and thunder yeah i now that you do you're talking about I'm like yeah that math does line up so yeah it's like within, it's, i think because it's only within like two weeks it's like yeah they that does kind of that could be the way of doing it but yeah, so that, that's some of the other bits and pieces of news. So let's talk now. We're going to go through some of the highlights for um, June. Now, we'll, we'll pull in off the US list, and then we will do some international ones. Um, obviously, we're going to be getting Kenobi for a few episodes, and we're going to be getting Miss um, Marvel from June the 8th. Um, I've seen the first two episodes. I did my little preview. Can't wait to talk about it next week. Um, about the, the yeah, because that that one that one's going to be a lot of fun for people. So we're going to be getting that one then right through the rest of the month. We'll also be getting um, a brand new Disney Channel show, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. Ten episodes of that one, so that will be dropping in on the US on June the eighth. So it's always that kind of weird thing. I think with like the Disney Channel shows, where it's like you know these are still brand new shows. These are still coming in. You know, so that need to be done. There's also on uh, Friday the 10th of June is going to be the special behind the scenes look at Lightyear, which comes out the following week. Um, so looking forward to watching that one there. Um, another th blockbuster that'll get people into the theaters, probably. Yeah, I think that one's going to be a big hit, and then that'll probably be like July, oh, maybe July or August, because I think that's too late for Disney Plus Day. I think that I think that might be like the beginning of August. That might be August's big movie. Um, on June the 15th, we're getting Family Reboot internationally. That's that new um, where everyone goes on holiday without their phones. And that's basically... <laughs> I really can't get past this. Like, it's just called a holiday. Um, we're also getting nine new episodes of Gronish Season 9 in the US, along with episodes of Tots and Life Below Zero. 
Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Also, the big one on July on June the 15th as well. Season three of Love Victor, uh, along with um seasons one and two. So um I think yeah, I think next week I will be able to talk about Love Victor season three. So that'll be good. So um looking forward and, to talking uh... about that. Just to be clear, this is a full drop. They're, every single yep. episode, yeah, the whole lot, all eight episodes are all dropping at once. So, um, I, I still think you know, that's, that's a big release for Disney Plus. I mean, this is a big, big series, especially all three seasons at once. Then on, uh, let's see here, we forget all the ESPN stuff. I'm um, on June the twenty second. We're getting Valley Villains of the Valley View, which is another new Disney Channel original series all about um, superheroes in hiding. So, again, it's a new show. Uh, Friday, the, June the 24th, we're getting two new movies. We're getting Rise, which is about um, a Greek basketball player. I'm not even going to attempt to try and pronounce their names. <laughs> um, we're also getting Trevor the Musical, which is a brand new off-Broadway production that they've recorded, and that'll be going up. Um, a good addition for, for Pride. Looking forward to seeing what that was. I like musicals, so I'm willing to give this one a... a of course, the way it's filmed, it's, it is just on stage. It's, it's very different to a movie, but that could be a lot of fun. I actually typically prefer when they, they do Broadway musicals just as recordings off of Broadway, which isn't to say things like West Side Story and, and movies like that aren't great, but to a certain extent, having it on the stage, even when you're recording it, does at least kind of remind you this is this is a musical, it's a production, it's not a movie, it, or it's yeah. not properly a movie, and kind of lets you manage your expectations as a result of that. Yeah, um, on the ship uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were on vacation, we they did a full production of We Will Rock You, on the stage, it, you know, full full band, just you know, everyone. It, that was so great to watch that kind of thing. And again, that's the difference when you're watching it in live. So I'm I am looking forward to watching that one. Then on June 29th, uh, the US is getting some new episodes of Our House plus um, the brand new series Baymax. So again, it was all all of the entire series is dropping for that one all at once that day. So not spreading that one out. So that's the US list. Um, what's kind of jumping out to you from that one? Well, um, other than the obvious of like Miss Marvel and such, the the one you just mentioned is near the top for me, which is Baymax. Um, I recognize this is going to be a very different series than the Baymax animated series that had three seasons uh, and traditional animation, what the previous one was. This is much more about Baymax doing what he was built to do uh, to to go out and help people and manage their their health, at least based on the trailer. I'm sure there will be some conflict or other in there. But I mean, I love the Baymax. Uh, I love Big Hero Six. It's one of my favorite Disney movies from like the last decade or so. Very much looking forward to that one. Yeah, that was looking good. Um, some other highlights, like for example, here in the UK, we're also getting new episodes of the Kardashians. We're also getting the the Orville. We're also getting some new movies that were previously available on Hulu, including Plan B and The Binge. So those ones have been around for a while. Um, on Hulu, we're also getting new episodes of Big Sky is returning. And as I said, Dan in Australia, Canada, and in New Zealand, they are also getting the new season under the banner of heaven. So that's dropping in plus other stuff, but lots of stuff to be looking forward to. Okay, so let's now jump into some of our thoughts on some of this week's new content. Because there's been tons of new stuff that's been released this week. We'll also get into Star Wars Obi-Wan as well. But there's been some other bits and pieces that have been released. So we saw um, Hollywood Stargirl was the big Disney Plus original movie. Did you happen to watch it this week? I started watching it, and then uh, life got in the way. It's just kind of 
so I saw enough of it to know that I'm not disappointed that I'm that I got pulled away from it, but it wasn't my choice to get pulled away from it either. No, I'll be honest. I really disliked it. I thought it was so boring. I, it was just, I was literally waiting for it to end. That was it's like at one point I paused it. I'm like, oh, I've got another like 45 minutes of this left. I just was just so like, it was so annoying because I, the thing is, she's all positive. Everything's awesome. Everything she touches, just, you know, everyone just cheers up and makes their lives better. And it's like, yeah, but you're not really that interesting. You're just, it's like, you're so bland. I referred to her in my written review, and I think this one, she could have been replaced with a, a golden retriever, and she would have had the same reaction with everyone, because everyone would have just cheered up had she been sat there, and they all could just bluffed her and said hello, and then they would have all carried on with their lives. It just, they didn't like the whole aspect of, like, they removed all the magic element. That was a bit of a mm -hmm. question in the first one. It could have been an entirely different movie. This could have been Hollywood um, Daudry or something like that, and it could have been an entirely different film with nothing to do with Stargirl. Actually, I think a Golden Retriever would have made me happier, <laughs> to be honest. I, I think that's part of it, though, is, like, she shows up and, and everyone's happy, but it's not really earned. It's not really, like, she does all that much. I mean, yeah, sure, she plays the music and, you know, she, she, she says positive things, but more often than not, the things that she says, the things that she does are just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Cool. Not the like, oh, my life is so much better all of a sudden. Whereas, you know, you go to a, a bar or something and there's a golden retriever sitting like, oh, my life is a little bit better. I get to pet the, the golden retriever. Uh, but yeah, uh, another point that you said, you know, they dropped the magic or, or the yeah. implication of magic that the first movie had. You know, it was never overtly stated, although heavily hinted at. And while both of us, I think, you know, ragged on the first movie for it because for very good reasons that if you're going to do the sequel, you do kind of have to continue with the conceits of the plot a little bit. Uh, so just dropping it turns it into a generic, you know, attempt at upbeat. You know, I don't want to yeah. call it upbeat because it's actually kind of not, but it's trying. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, it would have been nice as well if she'd met somebody outside of a building. It would have been, you know, that would have been a good start as well. It was just overall, I just didn't enjoy it. Um, we don't like everything. This was definitely one of those movies of just like, meh. It's I, just like, yeah, I just, it just, I just didn't think much of it. At least for, from a, what, what I saw of it, I don't think it was bad. It, it wasn't actively bad. Like, you're not sitting there going, geez, this girl, you know, just like, get off the screen and let someone else say it. it was more just it, it's bland uninspired yeah. you've seen this movie like three thousand times and this isn't even a particularly great interpretation of it it's, it's yeah. not a bad interpretation of it there's no parts to it where or at least from what i saw of like oh man the writer needs to to rethink what they're doing here but yeah it, it's just yeah it's much it, better yeah i just did, didn't enjoy this one at all however there was a film that got released on Disney Plus internationally and on Hulu in the United States, Fire Island. Yes. Which is, and I didn't realize this until after I'd seen it. It apparently was a retelling of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Um, so this is like, unlike, I mean, basically, you've got a bunch of guys and they all go off to Long Island, to this island, Fire Island, where it's just one big gay vacation. It's all about just relaxing, having fun, going out, getting drunk, hooking up. And that's it, basically. And, you know, there's two two buddies and one of them's trying to get the other one kind of basically laid. And from there, you know, he's 
kind of concentrating on him, but he's also got other guys kind of floating around. And there's a bunch of friends, and they meet up with other ones. And I just thought this was so... It was funny. It was... It was. I think the, the twist with it obviously being um, a gay rom-com um, just was... It was just... I was just felt refreshed. I felt like I was watching something a little bit different. It was like an edgier version of like, you know, you're taking like Heartstopper or Love Victor and just like revved it up. You know, they don't hold back on what it all. And I just thought it was funny. I really enjoyed it. The the, 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 the two hours just went like that. And I laughed. I, you know, it, it, there was a few times I'm like, oh, and generally I just really, it was a fun, easygoing romantic comedy. And that's, and I liked it. Yes. Uh, so this is on Hulu in America, um, released uh, on Friday as well. I, I watched it, and for some reason, when I when I started it, I had it in my head that it was going to be like a, a psychological horror movie. I don't know where the heck I got that <laughs> from. Um, like, they're going to go out to the island, and they're going to have fun, and then, I don't know, a, a slasher is going to show up. or you know, that's, that's the main that, that I have no idea where I got that idea from. So I'm sitting there yeah. waiting for, like, through the first half of the movie going, what? when's this going to when's this gonna make the heel turn? And of course, it never does. Um the, that's not the movie's fault at yeah. all. I, I don't know, but like you said, it is actually a lot of fun. It's uh, the main one of the guys was a little bit irritating, but the for the most part, they're all very funny. They're very charismatic. Yeah, they have a lot of interesting observations going on. Uh, some of the jokes are really raunchy, so yeah. definitely definitely don't watch this in front of people who you might not want to answer questions for. No, there was, I mean, there's a whole element as well of, um, like, sort of racism and also elitism and things like that. There was a whole load of kind of things and inter things going on. And I just, I, overall, I just thought it was, it was just refreshing. And that's what I really enjoyed. I just got to the end and went, oh, that was, that was, I enjoyed that. I I don't know if I would watch it again, but I really enjoyed watching it. Um, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's kind of in that kind of. It, it was just fun, and I think that was ultimately what came across. They were all having fun on holiday, and you know there was issues going on there. But no, I, I thought that was a real, it's a real solid edition, perfect for Pride Month. I mean, it really is a, a I think it, it was a really good fun, fun movie. I, I would definitely recommend it, especially if you liked Love Victor, or if you want something more mature than Love Victor yeah. for for multiple reasons. Because these are adults; they're not uh, teen, well, teenagers in quotes. Yeah, um, they're adults. Now, talking about adult things, doing adult things, you you have a little bit of that high school drama, but it's mostly just like kind of leftover because they're still pretty young. We're not talking like you know forty or fifty year old guys no. yeah. out there. Um, I did appreciate you alluded to this that they also didn't just go the gay community is perfect and happy and all inclusive and we love everybody. And what was the line? It was. Um, no femmes, no fatties, no Asians, or something yes, like that. Yeah, there was, it, there was, there was, there was an element of racism and also like elitism of like money and um, you know, like your job and kind of looking down on. There was a whole host of, of other elements which kind of laid in on it and kind of really kicked in. I think it was from Noah's character of like he really kind of uh, overhearing that conversation that set him up um, for a while and that whole relationship with Will, which I thought was really because it was such a. A different kind of relationship than what you then you and I just I just really enjoyed it. It's a it's a really positive film. I feel like and um, I Disney really should have advertised this a bit more because I, I thought this was a really good a really good solid film. I think they are advertising it in like the art critic circles. Mm. I think it's going to a lot of uh, or has been to a lot of art festivals and stuff. But yeah, mainstream they haven't done uh, too much, which is too bad. I think people enjoy it. 
Um, yes, Bart, Bart. Yeah, uh, that's got their seal of approval as well. I just wanted to to finish off that thought though, which was, you know, we've gotten to the point where uh, movies or movies about gay people, whether men, women, whatever, you know, they've gotten to the point where they can actually talk about more than just being gay. They can pick apart the problems within the community. They can pick apart uh, perceptions within the community and tackle them head on. Uh, and to be clear, that quote was not meant in a yeah. positive light. It was very clearly a, oh, you know, stay away from these people kind of deal. Um, and that, and that yeah. tells me that that despite all the pushback that we see here in America for things like that, the the film industry is starting to be accepted, or not the industry, the this genre is will <clears throat> is being accepted. That's yeah. I, I'm gonna. This comparison isn't great, but it, for people who maybe don't watch these kind of movies, uh, you know, when we first got superhero movies, it was just I'm Batman, I'm fighting yeah. Joker. That was the movie. I'm Captain America. I'm a mo motorcycle. That's the movie. And now we have much, much more nuanced movies. We've got heist movies. We've got pan-dimensional psychological thrillers and stuff like that. And it's the kind of the same arc that we're looking at here. A gay rom-com is now not going to be just a gay rom-com. It's going to have other aspects to it. Well, I would say also it's just not about just coming out. That's just, mm -hmm. it's that's not the, the be all and end all. Now it's about living your life and the issues that come around. But again, a really really good recommendation. So definitely say go check out um, Fire Island. That was um, a highlight of the week. That was definitely one of the good ones. Um, it's, also, it's yeah. <laughs> Also this week, we got the first new episode of the third season of The Orville, New Horizons. So that again, international on in Canada and in Europe on Disney Plus, and it's on Hulu in the United States. In the in Australia, I think it's there's an existing contract with um, another network that they've got there, so it's not on there. Um, watched it this morning because I, I went in to watch it on Thursday morning and realized I still had three episodes of the last <laughs> season that I hadn't seen. So I then had to, I then raced through those over the next two days. Um, so I've had a bit of, I've had a bit of an Orville um, treat this week, where I've had like five new episodes to watch because I was catching up on them. Um, <laughs> watch this new episode from season three. The tonal shifts. Um, I mean, suicide in robots was not quite what I was expecting on this storyline. Um, heavy hitting. The budget's definitely been improved. Um, how? You cannot this distance as far away from a Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane like show you could think of. This is this is Star Trek. This is I think this is probably the most Star Trek-y thing around right now. It's got the vibe to it. It feels like the next generation. I'm loving this series. I can't wait for this every week for the next three months. Yeah, this was a great start to the season. I've been looking forward to season three for quite some time. I agree. This is what Star Trek should be. Uh, although. This is not Picard. This is not Kirk. The the captain, first yeah. officer. That they they are a little bit more casual, which is what separates it from Star Trek. But uh, yeah, it's, it's more really realistic country. as well. You know, I mean, as it realistic is, as a, 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 a film with like um, jelly humans and all kinds of. I think there's that thing of like like having jokes about you know not necessarily like but like with Dolly Parton or like Kermit the Frog on his desk kind of thing. But these kind of little things make it more human they met you know little references to pop culture it's not always the best thing moving but you would imagine that like you know i mean we make you know you make, make little comments and stuff all the time and like it was i just like that i just feel like this is such a great show and it i can't you know if you like if you i was trying to get my dad to watch it because he loves star trek and i'm just like 
need to, and I know there's a few, there's a few little gags. It finds its place in the first season, but when it gets going, it is is so good. And this episode is an example that it is actually a better show when it's a more serious bent. So, it it's there were humor bits, like you said, but this is mostly a fairly serious episode. And even in previous seasons, those were the strong points, the the ones that kind of set up to the point we're at. Uh, were better, like the upvote island or upvote planet that they encountered. Oh, that was really like the first, good. I was just like this. Okay, this is this is different. This is not something. This is something you see on like Black Mirror, not on Star Trek or or whatever. Yeah. That said, I did have two complaints about this particular episode, um, and a third like observation. The first one was I did not really appreciate the fake out of the first five minutes, where it's like you're you're jumping into a giant fight. It's like it's top tier. It's like yeah. It's like Starfleet's fighting the Borg or yeah. you know something like that, and it's really intense. And then no, it's a dream sequence. Oh, okay, thanks. That's that's kind of annoying. Uh, and then the second one was I felt they rushed through Isaac's story a little too fast. I would have preferred if they're going to do the robot suicide, um, give the the crew time to process that and actually grow past it, and then maybe two or three or four episodes down the road go, hey. He found a way to bring him back. Maybe he's got like a backup on his home planet yeah. or, or something. And I felt like having him return in the same episode that he uh, died. Yeah, kind of undercut the but, just. A it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Where like in the next episode, it's like everything's back to normal. Yeah, you know, everything's right? back to normal. Though I I do actually have enough faith from seeing the previous seasons that that the plot point will not go away. There will be no. references back to it. Um, and then the third observation is they. At least here in the states, they put a new name on it. It's uh, like Orville New Horizons, yeah. Which might give you the impression that it's a new series, and you can jump on right here. I don't think you can. You you really have to have seen the other two seasons to know what the heck's going on in the show right now. The only thing I can think of is whether or not there's a like technical loophole. Because for us, for example, here it's just literally just season three of the Orville. They've it's not been separated up at all on Disney Plus. Um, I think it might just be a thing with Hulu that they've had to do um, to kind of get it to move over. But um, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a real uh, it's a real great show. I I, I cannot stress it, it's like this is really good. I mean, it's like at the minute I'm like we're getting some really good stuff here. On, on Disney Plus right now. Yeah, the Orville, if you are a classic Star Trek fan, and I mean that either as TOS, the original series, mm. or like the Next Generation Deep Space Nine yeah. era stuff. Well, that's what I was, that's what I, it was Next Generation and Deep Space Nine was what I used to watch all the time every night mm. um, after school and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of my Star Trek. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, now, obviously, this week they did release Pistol for the Jubilee. Um, now, we did talk about it last week. Um, I watched it a few weeks ago. So um, that was dropped on Tuesday on Disney Plus Around the World and on Hulu. Did you get a chance to watch that one or did you skip skip it? I, I did end up skipping it mostly because I don't really have too much of a interest in the Sex Pistols. That said, um, I do expect that it was really well done. It's been getting a lot of positive buzz. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't heard it in the context of they released it for the Jubilee. And I'm just like... That's certainly an interesting choice of how to. Like, well, it, it makes perfect sense with you know God Save the Queen being their most biggest hit, and then yeah, obviously yeah. with the. Yeah, so it, I mean, there's been a lot of talk this week um, with Johnny Rotten going around doing a lot of press conferences and stuff, and some of the band kind of saying how the guy that wrote the the Steve his memories is pretty bad, and there's an element of like how realistic this thing is. But I enjoyed it when I watched it, but it, that's definitely another big highlight of the week. 
I mean, that, that's been an underlying theme of a lot of the uh, music biographies of the last couple of years. It's like, yeah, we did this thing about Freddie Mercury, but we actually don't remember like three of the years at all. So we're just kind of putting, piecing it together. And of course, Elton John's just like, yeah, I, I don't even remember entire decades. So I also think there's that other thing as well, especially like with bands and stuff, is everyone kind of wants to do their own story rather mm -hmm. than um, being told through somebody else's eyes. But there was that one. Also here in the UK, we did get um, another show. It's been taking a while to get over here, which was Abbott Elementary. So this one um been on ABC. It's been a huge success in the US, been picked up for a second season. I binged this entire season of 13 episodes in like a day and a half. Um, I really enjoyed this show. So this was a um um it's been floating around on different networks, but it only came out here, as I said, on Wednesday. Um, yeah, this is the trouble where they dropped the whole lot of, like we have they could have been dropping this for the last three, four months, but no. You got a whole lot at once. It's all about a, a, um, a school in Philadelphia, a principal and the teachers. And it's kind of like a mockumentary kind of, they look at the camera and kind of, I, I it was a really funny, really good um, comedy. I, I really like this one. Um, I definitely, definitely would recommend it. Um, the fact that I got through like all 13 episodes um, in like a day and a half show, and they're only like half an hour or so each, but this is exactly the kind of stuff I, and I maybe, I did actually work in um, in a high school for about four or five months. And so the whole thing of them being back, of the, the backstage part, or, you know, we're back in the, and them all talking to each other and the issues that come with it. With that, the reason I left teaching was because of budgets, because I couldn't stand the, the bureaucracy and just this whole show had it all in there. So I, I, I thought this was a real good, I feel like I've had a really good week on Disney plus with all these shows and movies and stuff. Um, you know, it's been a really good one. Yeah. And I've, I've known a number of teachers myself and normally it's either budget or um, politics at like the principal level and higher yeah. district manager and stuff like that. Um, I've heard this, I, I've not seen it. Uh, I've heard this show compared favorably to Community. It's just from the teacher's perspective instead of the yeah. student's perspective. Um, I know a lot of people like Community. So if if you're one of those people, you really enjoy Community, it sounds like this is a good one to try out. Oh, or shows similar to Community, like Office Space or Parks and Recs and things like that. Yeah, so like I said, that was, that was a really solid one. Also had a new episode of Kardashians. I can't remember. I think me and my wife, we didn't watch it last night. We did watch last week. So we're still watching the Kardashians. So I'm really enjoying that show with my wife. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's pretty much been all the, the ones other than, obviously, I, Kenobi. <laughs> actually, uh, since you dropped the, the Kardashians, we're not going to talk about this one for several weeks, but I will mention under the banner of heaven, I've been keeping up with that. It's it's getting kind of crazy and it's in a good way so well it's uh, being released in canada and australia i think starting in the next couple of weeks and so they're having a weekly release for us in the uk we're gonna have to wait until july but we're gonna get the whole lot at once um and i'm really looking forward to watching that series because that one apparently i mean andrew garfield um that one's apparently really good so yeah so we're going to talk about that one probably in a few weeks once i've seen a few episodes and stuff but yeah no I, i'm really looking forward to that one all right let's talk about the big one obi-wan kenobi uh, we've got the third episode of this past Wednesday. Um, what did you think of this one? Very good episode. Uh, very well done. Obviously, they, they're moving that, that storyline along a bit faster than I was expected. Uh, yeah. At, are we doing full spoilers on this one? That's yeah, we can get full spoilers. Okay. It's been out for four days. So you know, if you haven't seen it by now, that that's kind of... Yeah, so, so like we, we all knew or expected that there was going to be a confrontation with vader at some point whether directly or indirectly and then they're just like yeah here you go vader's hunting him down uh and smacking him around a bit like oh okay we're going we're going right into that 
I really like this as well because it showed Vader in full strength. He is a he is a top power. He is nasty. He is engaged. Um, and Kenobi's weak. Kenobi is not strong enough to fight him. He's not got the, you know, he's not got it in him right now. And I like the whole fact of them, you know, of, of even Vader kind of saying, "You're weak," you know, you, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, and I like that whole thing. I I wasn't too keen on the fact of just letting the kid run off. And be looked after, but it's like um, he wanted you to go look after the kid. That was the most important thing he wanted you to do. But no, you turned around and ran back, and then she ran straight into the um, Arriva's hands. And yeah, whether or not I, I, that was my one thing of going, look, you, you've got to look after the kid here. You know that is the mission. That's what he's trying to do, and you just run back to try and save him from Vader. You had no chance of saving him. I mean, she did, but it was a bit like. Um, yeah, I, I, that was my one little issue with this one. But obviously it still sets up the fact that they're still going to have to go rescue Leia. Right. And they're going to have to heal Kenobi because he took some pretty bad uh, damage in that fight as well. these Baffa tanks that just I, took him in there. That's the standard fix him up. <laughs> I mean, the Baffa tank is not supposed to be an immediate fix. It's not like Duncan and you're like, oh, yeah, oh my God. It, it, you know, it's supposed to just accelerate the healing process. But we also know that, especially in the shows, the uh, uh the adherence to continuity has been kind of fluffy shall we say. but yeah, yeah. Uh, i i do agree with that and that was actually probably the most unbelievable part of the episode was like that she actually managed to catch vader by surprise and do enough that obi-wan was able to escape granted she did not target vader she targeted one of the stormtroopers or um yeah person was walking over yeah. yeah um so vader would not have had like the advance notice that a shot was coming kind of deal but yeah the idea that someone would catch vader by surprise who's not force sensitive doesn't have a lightsaber doesn't really know how to fight properly like eh, okay we'll, we'll just kind of wink and nudge and walk on by that one but other than that i mean like for me this 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 felt like star wars doesn't it this this felt like you were watching um you know them getting it onto the onto the bus or to like back of the truck with them and you know the the things with him fighting with the stormtroopers and stuff. I, I I just really enjoyed this one. This one just felt like um, I can't believe we're halfway through the season already. I mean, I only started like a week ago, but we're already halfway through. Just really enjoying this one. It's just such a great series, um, and on a, such a different level than the Mandalorian. And I think it is that you know when you got Vader and Kenobi in there. You're in like proper Star Wars zone here now. You're not in extra characters that you're pulling off um, the sidelines. You've got main New Hope characters in action here. Yeah, and the actors that were originally involved in the prequels, obviously not yeah. um, in the. Although I think that is James Earl Jones doing the voice. Well, I think it's they they've done some trickery with his voice right, yeah. um, to make it sound like him. But um, yeah, I mean. The, it's it's just I just I just there was something about it. It's like Wednesday morning. I'm just like, this is it. You were sitting here and watching this. This is like, well, I literally was a case of right. Get all, all the things that I needed to do done. Everything turned off. Window, you know, curtains drawn. Sit back, turn it on. That's it. You know, like twenty past eight in the morning. I, I'm I'm ready for this. I'm not getting this spot. And yeah, that's what I'll be doing. I mean, I tend to do that anyway. But this was like, no, I'm loving this show. This is on a different. Feels on a different level to the Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's not to say that we're viewing the Mandalorian anything less. I I personally do have a tendency to prefer the side stories overall because it, it's kind of fun to see 
the universe flesh out into this this big thing where everybody has their their part but isn't necessarily interconnected and of course now they all are interconnected but that's a different matter um but yeah having uh kenobi one sec um sorry having kenobi the show be like the front runner the flagship is really nice and having that extra level of quality and detail is really really nice it's it's as you said it feels like it's on a different level yeah just a, just a great overall one i really enjoyed this episode so can't wait to see some more well there we go that is all of today's um what's on disney plus podcast before we go out i just want to do a quick shout out to some of our um patreon and youtube channel members so first off a big hello and thank you to adam Raphael, dana ricky we've also got uh, dave mama we've got my vcr still works bina joshua dawn martin jeremy and sarah and then also a big hello to Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Kaylid, we've also got Red Mars Man, Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, The Juice, and Andrew. Thank you so much for all your support. Make sure you go check us out over at What's on Disney Plus, and we shall see you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I shall see you guys in another video. Later.